friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on the podcast, we are going to talk through an issue that came up recently in an Ask Me Anything that I did on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, I am over there at lauren.keplinger. And in my Instagram story, I did a little Ask Me Anything preferably about business, but even if you ask me something about non-business things, I probably will answer it. And I received a question from someone about um, setting a maximum number of sales per day so that I don't get overwhelmed. They asked me if I limited the number of sales that I will take in a certain day so that I'm able to manage them all. And I answered that that I don't because my products are fairly quick to make and I work consistently in my shop. Um, I mean, this is my full-time job, so I'm not balancing it with another full-time job or anything. Um, but it, that it would depend on your time available and your time investment into each product and also how much you work. I then suggested that if the person was overwhelmed with orders, increasing production time and increasing prices will slow those down. I got a follow-up question from someone that said, explain about raising prices when you are having too many sales. Won't people think that it's greedy? So I thought that it was worded really um, interestingly, and I'm not picking on this person at all. This is something that a lot of people feel and a lot of people struggle with. And so I thought that it was a timely and important issue to address, and it kind of sparked the idea for this podcast. So I want to thank that person um, for asking that question and for making that point, because it is something that a lot of people feel. Won't people think it's greedy if you charge more? So first off, I want to tell you that it is not your responsibility to have the cheapest products on the market. It is also not necessarily going to make your business more successful to have the cheapest products on the market. This is something that a lot of people struggle with when they're first getting started on Etsy because they feel like if they are not the cheapest person that is available for sale or if if their product is not the cheapest one that comes up in the search page of results, nobody is going to click on it. They also feel like if they are not cheaper compared to their competition or if their products don't fall in the cheapest range of the other people that are offering things on Etsy, they just won't get any sales. I just want to debunk that um, and say that that is just simply not the case. There is so much of pricing that has to do with a strategy. I mean, if If all pricing was, was being the cheapest one, there would be absolutely no strategy to it. It would be just go on, see what everybody else is offering, and then underprice them. But that's not the case. There are products available in a wide variety of price ranges, and there are the same product available on a different 
spectrum of you know prices for that same product. Even if you're looking at big box stores where it is literally the same product, you can look on Amazon and Target and Walmart and wherever else you shop that maybe is local to you or whatever, and they could have different prices for different products regardless. I regularly pay more for something just to not buy it on Amazon because I don't like buying every single thing from Amazon. I think that when you look at the comparison between Target and Walmart, it's even clearer. They literally have the same products, the same offerings. There is a different vibe that you get from Target. They are targeting, no pun intended, a totally different customer and their prices are higher. It's a different shopping experience and they attract a different kind of buyer and you're paying for that, but obviously they've done really well with it. That same lesson is applicable to our online stores and our Etsy shops, even though the products are not necessarily directly comparable. Even though when you come up in search, it is not necessarily, although sometimes it is, but not necessarily the exact same product. There's still a lot that goes into deciding on the pricing that goes into your product and the branding and the targeting of the person that you're wanting to attract to your shop and what they will pay for that item. And so I just want to tell you, I want to give you that permission that it is not your responsibility to to be the cheapest product on the market. And if people around you, because a lot of times this also happens, the people in your actual real life talking to you, not just on the internet, although sometimes they are on the internet as well, but the people in your real life are saying, nobody's ever gonna pay that price for that item, or oh my gosh, I can't believe you charged that for that, or oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Those people are not your ideal customer. That does not mean that your ideal customer doesn't exist. It just means that they are not your dream customer. Secondly, along with this pricing situation, won't people think you are greedy? There is nothing wrong with having a profitable business. Who is defining what being greedy looks like? Obviously, these are rhetorical questions, but I want you to really sit in it for a second and think about it. You're the only one that knows what the money in your business buys. You're the only one that knows what that profitability in your business buys for you. Do you have an extremely profitable business and so you buy Louis Vuittons in your free time? Okay, that's your prerogative. Do you have an extremely profitable business and you donate most of the proceeds or some of the proceeds or a chunk of them or you have a passion project that you that comes from it? That's fine too. I've actually gotten this question or comment from people before where they'll say things like, oh, it's just a money grab, or oh, I feel like I'm taking advantage of people, or that people are going to think I'm taking advantage of them, or whatever. You're providing a service for someone, and whether or not that service has the value that you're charging is up to the customer to decide. Don't decide for them that they don't wanna pay your price. Let them decide. And what you do with the money from your profitable business and what you make in your business is your business. One thing that I think that is really important as we're having this conversation about money and greed and business is to recognize that the financial freedom that comes from running a profitable business 
also gives you an enormous amount of freedom to be wildly generous in your life. Building this business to the level that I have built has given me and my husband the ability to donate time and money and resources in a way that otherwise we never would have been able to if we didn't have this business. And I'm not saying that for praise, and I don't talk about it that often because, frankly, I don't really think that it's anybody else's business. But I want to make that point just so that you can recognize that just because you are more profitable or just because you're making more money in your business does not mean that you have to be wasteful with those resources or that somehow you should feel guilty for your success. If you have more than you need, then you can give it to someone who needs it more. And you can help people that you never would have been able to help. I firmly believe that the more you're given, the more responsibility that you have to do with that money and those resources beyond yourself. But you can't do that if you don't have the money and the resources to do it. The next point that I want to make about this idea of greed or won't most people think you're greedy is that most people are not really paying as much attention to you as you think they are or as you are paying to yourself. This is obviously true in all aspects of our life, but it's especially true online where you're really kind of screaming into the abyss and honestly people just really aren't noticing what you're doing that much. The idea that you would have prices in your shop and then you would raise prices in order to slow down the demand and that then people would recognize that you've raised prices and have the whole time and energy spent to think that you're greedy or really frankly think anything about you, I think is giving people too much credit that they spend a lot of time thinking about you and your business and I just simply don't think that it's true. If you raise your prices and people come to you and say, this used to, or this was in my cart and I see that it's a price raise, you know, you've increased the price since it was in my cart. Can I get it at the original price? Of course, you would always have the opportunity to honor the original price if you wanted to. But I just simply don't think that that will happen. People are shopping online, they're browsing, they're adding things to their cart all the time. They're looking at multiple shops, they're weighing their options, they're coming back and looking at it again, and then maybe eventually they're buying. Or if they're not doing that much thought process to go into the purchase, then they're coming in, they're looking at what they want, they're adding it to the cart, and they're checking out. They're not looking most of the time to see if somehow they can find an old price online. Your past orders, your completed orders, they don't publish the price that you sold it for before. So it's not like they can look through your sold orders or your um, reviews or anything like that and see a previous price that someone paid for it. So the likelihood that someone would actually know what you used to have it priced at and then now what you have it priced at and what the difference is between those two is very, very slim. In general, I think that this is something that people struggle with. And I mean, it continues to be a struggle. We all feel like people are watching us or people are paying attention, much closer attention than they actually are. But especially when you're newer in business, you feel like the people that you know, particularly um, the people that you know in your real life are judging you and they're watching what you're doing and they're seeing if you are successful and, you know, maybe they do think you're charging too much for your products or that your products are really expensive or whatever. 
Again, I will tell you, if the people in your life are telling you that they're too expensive, then they are not the person that you're targeting and they are not your dream customer. But the vast majority of people online just simply aren't going to put that much thought into it. And they're not going to make that judgment call about you as a person based on the fact that you've raised your prices on an item. The final point I want to make about this topic of greed or the idea that people will think you're greedy if you've raised your prices on your product is that part of this is truly a mindset issue. Well, all of it really is a mindset issue. And there is a huge shift in your mindset between running a profitable business versus running a hobby or even a hobby that you've turned into a business that maybe is still just getting off the ground or maybe you're just getting started with it. There is a shift as you get farther into it and as you get more established and also just more successful in your business where the idea that people would think that I'm greedy now, like nine years later after running this business with you know over 20,000 sales on Etsy and everything, is kind of funny to me. Not funny, but it's kind of like not haha funny, I guess, like ironic funny. I don't know what what really the word is for it. But it would simply never even cross my mind to think about that because I know that there are so many parts that go into this business beyond just the product that I'm making. There are so many expenses that you incur as a business owner that somebody that's just looking at that finished product is not thinking about. For me, running a monogrammed baby blanket and bunny business, um, those are things like the embroidery machines that I have, which I have four of them, and all of the upkeep of those and the servicing, which costs me over $1,000 a year hiring employees, and then doing that actually legally and paying the taxes and the social security and all of that. Insurance. I rented an office space this year. So renting space to house my business. Internet for that space. And then obviously all of the other pieces that go into the products like the thread and the stabilizer and the actual quilts themselves and the computer programs that do the embroidery, all of those pieces. So if somebody were to just say, why do you charge $40 for a blanket? Why can't you charge, you know, $25? To that, I would say this is what I have to price it as to have a profitable business. And the profits don't just come from what I can do to break even on that one product or that one sale. The other thing that gets undervalued a lot for people is the time that you spend. Your time has enormous value and actually your time has the most value of anything else in your business. You should be paying yourself an hourly wage or a monthly wage that makes it worth the time that you spend on making your products. And that means that you can't be barely breaking even and you can't be barely making a profit if you have to be able to have money that's left over to pay yourself. Another thing is your skill and your expertise in this topic and the time that it took you to learn to do the thing that you do. You didn't learn overnight how to do that. You didn't learn one day watching one YouTube video how to make the product that you make. 
And you deserve to be compensated for that skill and expertise and the time that you've invested in that to master your skill or your craft or whatever it is that you're selling. The other part of it is the future growth and expansion of your business and what that looks like for you if you're running on extremely slim margins. If I had extremely slim margins in my business, I would not be able to hire an employee. I would not be able to rent an office space. There would not be enough left over to pay for any of those things. And so the business would be in my house, in my basement forever with just me working on it. Now, there is nothing wrong with that. And I have been doing that for the last nine years up until recently. I mean, I just signed this lease for this building in April. So that's a very new change. But If you see a vision for wanting to expand beyond what you're doing right this second, you have to have the profit margins built into what you're selling in order to fund that expansion. There's simply no other way. Lastly, and this may be the most important part here, you don't have to justify anything in your business to anyone else. First off, when you say, won't they think you're greedy, who the heck is they? No one is really focused on you like we talked about before. So who is the they in your mind? Think about that for a second. Is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it random internet strangers? Because most of the time, the random internet strangers are easier to ignore than those people that are actually in your life, your family and your friends, and maybe it's your spouse. And maybe if it's your spouse, you want to take the time to justify what you're doing. Although I can't imagine that your spouse would say that you're greedy because I would think that they would celebrate your profitability. Ultimately, this is about running a business that works for you and that allows you not only to be in charge of the business and to make money off of the business and to do with that money whatever you want and feel like is right in your business, but also to have a business that doesn't just totally own your time without giving anything back to you. If your profits and if your um, the you know money that you're making from your business is so slim compared to what your expenses are, you will be forever stuck in this cycle in your business where you can't get any help, you can't expand, you can't do anything to take it to the next level because you just don't have the money. And I spent a lot of time in this place in my business and so I can speak to this really honestly where you feel, I can remember saying, I need to buy another embroidery machine because I need the help. You know, I need the extra speed of having another machine, but I don't have any money left over in my bank account to be able to do that. I can't afford to do it with the profits that I'm making in my business, and yet my business can't grow if I don't do it. And so then what either happens is you don't do it and you don't grow, or you do what I did and charge it to a credit card and then you have debt. And that is not great either. Now, some of that for me was a money management problem. It wasn't actually a profitability problem, but either way, it looks the same. You want to have a structured 
system for having profits in your business that allow you to take that next step and allow you some breathing room financially that you don't feel like you're just barely scraping by with every sale or with every month or with every year, whatever whatever time frame you're looking at. So ultimately, my answer to this question, won't they think you're greedy, is A, I don't really think that they will think I'm greedy because I don't really think that they're thinking about me. And B, I don't really care if they do. I know what this business has done for my family and I know what my family has been able to do with the money that I've made in this business. And at the end of the day, I feel good about that and I feel like I'm making the right decisions with the resources that were given. And I think that when you get to that place in your business, then it allows you to understand that there's nothing wrong with having profits in your business and there's nothing wrong with running a financially successful business. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you to think through these things. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this topic if you have any, which I'm sure you do, because money can be kind of a polarizing thing, and I would love to know what you think. If you want to check me out on Instagram, lauren.keplinger, send me a DM, tell me you listened, let me know what you think, and I would love to hear from you. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.